0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field, it is caught by Tyree. You're listening to the Chris and Joe show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. We are your film analysis show here, part of the Big Blue View podcast audio network. I am Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum. Today, We will be addressing the latest film from the Giants' loss to the Arizona Cardinals. We spent some time watching it, whatever was available to us right after on Monday. I'm definitely going to watch the All-22 as soon as I get that opportunity to do so, but re-watching the game did open our eyes to some things that we didn't fully notice, but also reaffirmed some assumptions that we had, and particularly, Chris, I want to bring up the first thing that we brought up on the Quick Take Show, something that we have to readdress, that we have to talk about again, because once you watch the tape a second time and you watch the, the this game again, you notice it is even more frustrating the fact that Daniel Jones was starting this game. Like watching the game, you're watching it, and you're like, wow, oh, he can't move very well. He he doesn't look very good. His throws aren't coming out that, that good. But when you watch it all the way through again and you know that the issues that were caused during the game, it makes it so much worse. It made it so much worse for me watching it. His dropbacks and his steps were very slow. He could not step up in the pocket. He couldn't climb the ladder. His footwork was just not where it was typically. And and I know Daniel Jones isn't perfect, but he has pretty active feet in the pocket. Additionally, additionally visibly hesitating. He was hesitating on, on his decision-making. He had no willingness to, to push outside the pocket. He just stood exactly where he was. And the big thing for me, Chris, I just kept seeing throws all day that were misplaced and underthrown because he could – not get any zip on the ball heck the golden tate pass that he completed later on in the game that was a pretty good play for the giants when they needed a little bit of juice that required way too much of his energy just to get that ball out and it was still not properly placed
2: yeah you you could see from the very first play of the game and yeah. You know, Just as a slight sidebar, NFL actually did a good job getting the old 22 out. It came up, uh, I think, just about an hour ago, right around 2 o'clock. So I was able to get at least some eyes on that tape before we started recording. But yeah, Jones had—he could not drive off of that right leg at all. Even the very first play of the game, which was about a 13-yard completion to Darius Slayton, it was all arm. There was no leg drive, no— no power generated by his lower body. And I am honestly not quite sure how Slayton caught it because it was a solid yard behind him. So he had to make a kind of ridiculous adjustment just to haul in that one pass. And that was the first play of the game. And really it went downhill from there way too many snaps. It looked like Jones was just kind of standing there in the pocket, patting the ball, waiting for the Cardinals pass rush to get to him. And it did again and again and again and again and then again a few more times the cardinals realized early on that what makes daniel jones dangerous is that threat of a run he brings you know the fact that if their pass rush misses he has the ability to break contain you know if he does a handoff it could always be a read option that was not there at all that allowed them to play man coverage a ton. And honestly, the Giants do not have the receivers to reliably and consistently beat man coverage. You know, they got no separation. That forced Jones to hold the ball even more. And the Giants' offensive line just cannot pass protect for much more than like three seconds or so. Really, much more than two and a half seconds. And it, this was just everything coming together in the worst possible way for the Giants offense. And I think it really did start with the decision to play Daniel Jones, maybe rush him back from that hamstring, think maybe okay, he can tough tough his way through it and a 75% Daniel Jones is better than a Colt McCoy. And you know, we we don't know if that's strictly true, but I I don't know that Colt McCoy would have been much worse. <laughs>
1: And heck, I'd argue we were closer to a 60% Daniel Jones just from what we saw. And and Daniel Jones hasn't been perfect this year. And there have been some games where we have talked negatively on Daniel Jones' performances. There have been other games where we spoke very highly of how he's played. It's been a mixed bag in terms of what he's been able to do. But this game was a version of Daniel Jones that we have never seen. We've never seen an an injured Daniel Jones. And we know for a fact that this is not a guy who is going to be able to play through an injured hamstring. That's just a fact. And Arizona immediately realized after that first drive, after the strip sack, that they could completely eliminate the Giants' offense by a simple strategic adjustment. If you recall, that first drive was moving... Pretty well for the Giants. They were marching down the field. They already passed midfield in a few plays. It didn't take them very long to put themselves in a strong position to score on that first drive. But as soon as that drive ended and the next time the Giants came out, they immediately realized, if we load the box, eliminate the run game, keep them below three yards per carry, somewhere in that range, and we send pressure on passing downs, Daniel Jones is going to be screwed. He can't do anything. He can't move. If we force him to sit in the pocket, we are going to get to him eventually. We're going to create pressure at some point as long as we cover decently well because they didn't have to worry about over-pursuing him like some teams have done and then him escaping the pocket to a wide open lane where he can pick up 15 yards. When you remove that from Daniel Jones's game, who is already a, a young quarterback still figuring out how to play the position at the NFL level, when you remove the one thing that has been his strongest asset, he is not a very good quarterback. He is a very bad quarterback. So the fact that they forced him to play in this game and they kept him in also as long as they did the possible risk of re-injury or aggravation is just crazy to me. We, we have... Right now, a strong coaching situation, a situation that we have talked very positively of, but the decision to start Daniel Jones in this one was the worst decision that Joe Judge has made this entire year, and frankly, it could very well kill them now that Washington has beat the 49ers.
2: Yeah, the Giants still have two tough games ahead of them. Washington has the Carolina Panthers, which while not an easy game compared to beating the Steelers last week and... Honestly, what the 49ers can still do, even with all of the injuries they have had, the Panthers are a winnable game for them, especially the way the Washington defense is playing. This was a game the Giants needed to win, and Daniel Jones was just not able to put the team in a position to win. And the decision to start him over Colt McCoy was probably the biggest factor in this loss. There were also a lot of guys on the offense who just didn't get it done. Uh yeah, Andrew Thomas, he looked honestly a lot like the early season version of himself. He had no idea what to do with Hassan Reddick's speed. We saw him stop his feet, get out over his toes, lunge, lose his leverage, have his hands go wide, give up his chest plate. You know, Reddick is about a 240-pound player, and he was driving Andrew Thomas back. That's a thing that should not happen. Uh, On the other side, the Cardinals ran a bunch of tackle and exchanges, tech stunts, and almost every time they did it, you saw Kevin Zeitler just completely fail to pick it up. He would get so focused on blocking Zach Allen that Marcus Golden or Reddick or whoever was over on the left defensive end spot would get basically a free run right up the middle and i believe the cardinals got two sacks that way this was this was a almost scary performance by the giants offensive line as good as they had been playing previously that's how bad as a unit they played this game
1: the other offensive point i want to acknowledge i really want to dig into the play that ultimately Instantly shifted the momentum in favor of Arizona. The play I'm referring to is the strip sack by Marcus Golden, the former edge rusher for the New York Giants, who was traded to Arizona, and in an ironic fashion, he ends up completely pulling and knocking the air out of this Giants offense. They were moving, they were getting the ball downfield, and then bam, it was a completely different team. The remainder of the game, they could not move the ball, and heck... It almost seemed like they had slightly given up at that point. It was a a play in which they did not have the demeanor that they did previously before that play even happened. But on that play, we talked about how we wanted to maybe not assess blame, but realize who made the mistake. And if you go back and look, Arizona sends seven. I thought that maybe originally it could have been a slide protection error, but it wasn't because everybody was a hat for hat on the other side, meaning... Nobody was doubling someone. If somebody was doubling someone, that means they slid the wrong way. You have two tight ends on the far right, Levine, Toy Lolo, Caden Smith all the way on the outside. They are responsible for picking up anybody coming off the edge. So when they sent seven, everybody to the left of those two was a hat for hat. So that means you've got five guys blocking five guys. Toy Lolo and Caden Smith, for some reason, chose to block the same guy. Caden Smith, who is on the outside... In that situation, is responsible for keeping his head up to see if anybody comes off the edge. And in that spot, you need to chip whoever is coming from that spot. And happen to be Marcus Golden. He has to do something to slow down a completely untouched rusher, or you get exactly what happened on that play, which is completely blowing up and knocking the crap out of your quarterback, who had no time to react and no time to prepare himself for what was a demolishing hit. Not to mention going against a guy that has faced him multiple times, actually a ton of times, in practice every single week. So that play really screwed things up for this Giants offense, and it happens to be because the tight ends made a complete miscalculation on who was supposed to pick up who.
2: That was a complete mental mistake on Caden Smith's part. I I honestly don't know what he was thinking. It's not like... The Cardinals really disguised that blitz, disguised that pressure. Marcus Golden was there and he didn't show any sign of maybe dropping off into coverage or anything like that. And Caden Smith didn't even look at him. So, obviously, his fault. And like you said, this is a guy the Giants have been practicing against for a year and change. Uh, maybe that's why we possibly could have seen this coming when the Giant, when Kate, the, uh, when Marcus Golden went to the Cardinals, a team the Giants were going to be playing later in the season, but it, that has to be a coaching point this week for Caden Smith. He has to watch that tape. He has to. He should be explaining to everybody else what he did wrong, what he was seeing, what he was thinking, because that sort of protection mistake when. The Cardinals are showing the pressure they are or the pressure they were. You just cannot make that mistake. And we got an absolute perfect reason why, because nothing good can happen. And that was almost seven points. It pro- In fact, it probably should have been seven points. I, th- I still think if Christian Kirk hadn't hesitated on his run, he would have beat Blake Martinez to the goal line. And that would have been seven points to start the game on what could have or perhaps should have been a touchdown drive for the Giants.
1: Coming up, we are going to discuss some defensive takeaways from this performance very shortly.
3: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, Can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A T L A S S -S I A N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written,
2: it's
3: played.
1: Now, I have to give credit where credit is due, and I tend to say this a lot on on this show. When somebody does something that is fantastic, and, and, in, and in this context, it's not really fantastic for the Giants, but does something really good, you have to give them credit. And for this specific instance, it happens to be to Cliff Kingsbury. And I know that's going to sound so aggravating to some fans for me to give credit to the opposing head coach, but the reality of it, Is Arizona called, the perfect offensive game plan to counter what Patrick Graham does defensively. Now, the defense played decently. They were on the field a lot this game. They were put in some sticky, uncomfortable spots because they had to go right back on the field after multiple three and outs. But what we saw from Cliff Kingsbury schematically, what he chose to do was exactly what other teams have not done To pick up yardage against this defense and exactly what it was was throwing constant zone beaters it was just zone beaters the entire day they were passing concepts that were intended to find the gaps in the zone and if certain things were stopped and locked down whoever was ended up ended up catching those passes was whoever was on that route that was between those zones so The route concepts, the passing plays called by Kingsbury were exactly what they needed to do just to pick up quick yardage. The ball was coming out quick. They were not trying to let Kyler Murray stand there for too long and to wait too long. They tried to make it up-tempo in terms of getting that ball out quickly. They did not want Kyler to sit and wait like so many other quarterbacks have done in the past against the Giants. Instead, that ball came out quickly. And in those instances, though, this is where things got much worse. The instances where Kyler did stand and wait. Kyler's smart enough, elusive enough that he escapes the pocket, rolls out and then he either was able to scramble and pick up yards or he was able to throw on the run. So instead of having what we normally do where they close down, lockdown, attack, hunt, pick up the sack, it then becomes nobody's playing contain, nobody's playing strong contain. Kyler has wide open lanes to scramble and move. There's not much of a quarterback spy going on. That was why so much yardage was picked up. So it was a perfect storm for stopping what has been such a good Patrick Graham Giants defense this year. It was exactly what needed to be done for them to have a successful day against them. Yeah,
2: the the Giants have been pretty strong in their tendencies. Now, the fact that they haven't been playing quarterbacks like Kyler Murray who are simply just too fast for their defense to catch up with, that did allow them to use a lot of those sophisticated coverage rotations to keep the ball in the quarterback's hands. That that was just not an option this week. And, you know, we saw like you said zone beaters just all day long. I saw multiple mesh concepts, uh lots of layers every time Kyler went to throw there was somebody open I think he only threw one or two passes into coverage all game long and that's not a knock on James Bradbury or Isaac Yadam it's just that their scheme was getting somebody open and when you've got receivers like Larry Fitzgerald uh Christian Kirk obviously DeAndre Hopkins you know if you let those guys get even just a little bit free, that is basic, That is almost a guaranteed catch on their part. And with Kyler being able to buy time to, on that touchdown pass, it just outrun the defense running backwards and still be able to deliver the ball like he does, that is, that is very difficult to def- credit where credit is due. Cliff Kingsbury did call a very good game. And I think we do have to give some credit to the Giants defense because we'll just say poor play from the offense that we spent the first half of the show talking about really put the defense in a terrible position where the Cardinals were able to do pretty much whatever they wanted on offense because they had a lead all game long. The Giants defense was on the field for 79 snaps and almost 40 minutes. They had to be so tired by the end of this game. And that's not an excuse, but it is a reason. The fact that they just could not get pressure on Kyler Murray, that allowed the Cardinals' offense basically to do whatever they wanted. You know, the Cardinals still don't have a great offensive line; it's better than it was, but it's not great. And when you're o- you only get one sack on the day, and it's Dalvin Tomlinson, and it takes him almost six seconds to get there, that is way, way too long against an offense like this. And you know we've said this multiple times this year and that is the Giants just do not have the speed they need up front. When Carter Coughlin is your fastest player, you don't really have much of a chance of catching a quarterback like Kyler Murray, especially when, you know, he is getting open receivers or the lane discipline, the gap discipline isn't there from the other defensive tackles where, you know, Leonard Williams was basically non-existent this game Dalvin Tomlinson was getting a bit of a push but Austin Johnson BJ Hill Dexter Lawrence those guys they were basically non-factors so Kyler Murray could just run around dance around do the things he's you just know he can do and there wasn't anybody to stop him we saw Jabril Peppers Jabril Peppers spy him a little bit but he did not do a great job of it
1: and I think what contributes to this as well, and you've kind of already hit on it, Chris, is limited pressure coming from that defensive line. So so I already mentioned how this was the perfect storm. This was exactly what an opposing offense needed to do to have a productive day against one of the most underrated defenses in the NFL. And that was, one, zone beaters, two, quarterbacks who can break contain, And then, three, the defensive line not being capable of chasing down a mobile quarterback. And if you look at the group, if you look at the group of guys that have been very productive on this defensive line, they're big, heavy guys. They're not exactly going to keep up with a guy like Kyler Murray. They have feasted on quarterbacks who have been indecisive, sat, looked, waited, tried to figure out what was in front of them, and then they got completely knocked out by the defensive line because. That was what they're built to do. But because the ball was coming out quickly, because Kyler was so quick to move from the pocket, that then forced an already not very mobile group to have to chase after a guy who runs a 4'3", and that is only 5'10". That is the smallest, hardest-to-tackle quarterback in the NFL. So that limited pressure then allows for Kyler Murray to play a lot more freely. And I understand... Very few defenses have been able to establish success against Kyler Murray. There have been a couple teams that have maybe laid out a blueprint, but it is not an easy task to do. But I would point to the biggest issue is that the defensive line just was not playing at the level that we hoped that they would. They were facing against a horrendous offensive line. And towards the end of this game, they visibly looked tired. They weren't getting the same level of pressure that we usually see. I think that they did not do what we needed them to do in order for the Giants to win. No, not at
2: all. The, the defense might have done enough to keep the Giants in the game. If they were getting some kind of offensive production, but the Giants defense just did not do enough. They weren't able to do enough. They probably couldn't have possibly have done enough to win the game on their own. And that's what the team needed, especially with Daniel Jones playing like he did the Offensive line, wide receivers—it it just none of them really showing up, and the Giants' defense was basically just a sitting duck out there. As Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, Hopkins, those guys just picked them apart. They knew exactly what the Giants were going to do, and they had the perfect offense to beat it. And you know, so, the Giants didn't really have any answers.
1: No, and those answers need to be found as the Giants have now a must-win situation playing against a Browns team that has turned itself into a strong defensive team, a very good run team. This is not going to be the same team that that Arizona is. It's not going to be the same type of game, but they need to figure out these issues now like we've laid out here the Daniel Jones – um, question mark of of does he continue to play is he healthy they need to make sure that the defensive line is back on the same page if they come out and knock around the Browns and beat them they can be much more confident going into these final weeks and just based on how things are currently laid out this has to be a must win game this upcoming Sunday and I know we're, we're going to spend time previewing that on Thursday but just looking ahead Facing the Browns on Sunday Night Football, you can't fool around here. The the Washington football team has pushed themselves into that first spot, and the Giants need to do whatever they can to finish strong. They need to win at least two of their next three games, in my opinion, if they want to beat out Washington. That's all they need to do because then they have the tiebreaker and they could be going to the playoffs. If you've made it this far, you need to commit to getting yourself to the playoffs even if that means being seven and nine and winning the NFC's do whatever you can at this point to win at least two of the next three games. Yeah. And looking at the next three games, that's
2: going to be easier said than done. The Browns are nine and three. They've got one of the best running games in the you know, in the NFL right now. Nick Chubb is a force and Jarvis Landry is not a receiver to be taken lightly. Neither is Baker Mayfield is a quarterback. And then The Ravens, they are a very good team, a very unconventional offense, at least at the NFL level. That's another very athletic quarterback, but without quite the arm talent that Kyler Murray has. And, you know, who knows what Dallas Cowboys team is going to show up? Uh, They could be dangerous on offense. They could, they might as well, or they could be a team that might as well just stay in the locker room. Who knows? But right now, the Giants need to take this one game at a time and worry about the Browns and just hope they can at least get back to even with Washington.
1: Well, folks, that is going to be it for us on today's episode of the Chris and Joe Show. Stay tuned for that Thursday episode as we will be doing a film breakdown um, leading into the Browns game on Sunday night football be sure to follow us on social media at joe de leone at raptor mkii and at big blue view on twitter and instagram also head to bigblueview.com for more giants news and analysis we'll see you on thursday folks
0: Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters.
1: It's not a miracle.